Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast, and thank you, as always, for being here. We've got uh, quite a bit of a rally going on on some some different news that we've got going down today on Tuesday. Um, sorry, I can't record this one Wednesday. I got a pretty swamp day. So I'm going to go ahead and record a little bit ahead of time. We're going to pretend we know what's going on with the, with the Fed decision tomorrow. Uh, the CME Fed Watch tool has given us a little bit of help there. But uh, yeah, so that being said, we're we're getting a little bit of clarity as to um, a couple different things in the market where the uh, the government wants to help, how we're going to ultimately settle down some of these bank stocks, and uh, that is certainly turning the market around here. Uh, so I am reading an article over on Yahoo Finance, and uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said uh, that. Uh, on Tuesday morning, the the government could look to backstop more deposits for smaller lenders, and uh, they, it says they wouldn't even need Congress to pass a new law. So there's a, a lot of different, uh, you know, hopium I'll say with with people thinking that this is actually going to take place. So we've got uh, some major run in some of the smaller stocks, uh, smaller bank stocks like uh, FRC. That one's been halted a couple times today. That's the First Republic Bank of San Francisco. And uh, yeah, we're up 53.9% just today on uh, FRC. And that one was uh, looking like it might be, um, you know, going the, by the wayside with some of these other banks. And they got a lifeline of about, uh, I believe it was about 30 billion. Let me see if we can uh, can check this one here. And um, yeah, they're, they're definitely rallying on this pledge. And I'm, I'm trying to find that number. I believe it was 30 billion. I'm, I'm not seeing it right here in the news. It's been so many different headlines for FRC. That uh, ultimately, we're trying to play catch up with what's going out on out there. So this one uh, again is kind of getting a lifeline, and they're they're definitely rallying on this news. Uh, a lot of different things to see here, and some things that uh, I believe could be a trap if you're looking to get into this one. Kind of at that last minute, really hoping to get this uh, this huge bull run that's going on with this one. You've got a PE of one point four. That's uh, that's pretty scary. Anytime you're under the, in those low single digits, you really got to wonder why it is trading so low. And as we know, this one's had tons of problems. So, uh, take that with a grain of salt, understand that it is not simply, Oh, this one's just undervalued compared to where it was. I know we look at that a lot, but it is not that simple with a name like this. Uh, also 8.8% uh, dividend on this. Um, well, we got to understand that that is probably going to change and uh, it's going to be very volatile in the next uh, coming months and, and, and going forward. So don't just simply plan on buying it from the standpoint that the PE is cheap. You're getting 8.8% dividend. And uh, you know on that analyst upside, you've got about 600% of upside for uh, an average price target of 130.6. So um, yeah, there, there's just, uh, in my opinion, you could probably nibble at this if you want to maybe try to enter a trade position. I don't know that it's a, a safe long. I'm not going crazy on anything like this. But um, it, it's also kind of carrying over uh, some of this news from Janet Yellen is also carrying over to uh, other 
bank stocks, larger bank stocks. I'm looking at Bank of America. They're about 3.8% up today. When I look at Citi, where are they? Uh, 3.4%. JP Morgan, we'll check that. Uh, 2.97. And just for good measure, you know, we're here. We'll look at uh, Goldman and see what they are doing. And they are up about 2.9. So, uh, you know, I was saying last, I think it was last episode that I went ahead and bought some Bank of America right under 28 bucks and uh, simply just trying to kind of dip my toe in the water on one of those big banks because they had a massive injection of cash from some of these smaller players uh, or smaller banks, really. They were losing customers. People were taking their money out and rolling them into a uh, a tier one bank, if you will. The four I just, just mentioned, really. We've got the Bank of America, JP Morgan, Goldman, and Citi. So they were definitely the benefactors of a lot of these deposits. Now, this one is uh, at 28.81, Bank of America, that is. So I'm up a little bit here. And that's not really the the headline. That's not what I'm getting at. But uh, I think that they should continue to do well. I think it's a lot more stable. We've got about 38% of upside um, from 14 different analysts on uh, Bank of America. So they, they did catch a couple sell rate. Well, the, back in February, they caught a sell rating at $33. Um, nothing so current as far as different price targets. I don't think anyone really wants to put their name on, on any of these bank stocks right now because there's so much uncertainty and we really don't know where they're going to be until, you know, everything kind of settles and we can move forward from there. But I did want to point out as to why the market is uh, on an absolute tear today. And, uh, I think a lot of that uncertainty is also helping the other stocks in the market from simply knowing if their uh, their funds at these banks is uh, is safe, if knowing that uh, if they need to get a loan, um, you know, there's a lot more options right now. The fact that some of these smaller banks are ultimately going to be kind of backstopped, and knowing that there's uh, some safety, and uh, you know, the government's kind of stepping in to do what they need to do, or at least what they think they need to do. Personally, I think some of them uh, could probably go by the wayside, and that would probably be for the best. They some of them as we've seen, some of them are really poorly managed. And I don't know that we need to go ahead and bail out every bank every time because simply just, you know, having that, you know, lax kind of mentality about the risk that they're taking, not having some of the, you know, the safety risk assessment managers in play. It's just a mess out there as knowing that, uh, you know, ultimately the taxpayers got to pay to keep some of these banks in business. So um, great for the market today. Ultimately, a lot of certainty or more certainty in an uncertain uh, world right now. But uh, overall, I think that some of these banks probably need to um, really tighten up what they're doing out there. Maybe, you know, take some of that risk off the table and ultimately get their get their act together, really. But um, yeah, so that, that's what's going on there. Now, when I'm looking over at uh, uh, Tesla right now, that one is on a tear also, we are up 7% on the day on Tesla. And uh, when I'm looking at that, there, you know, I guess it's some of this, this market just moving higher, but we've also got some, some news out of uh, China. We had registrations on Tesla's up for, I believe, the, fir- the fourth month in a row. And um, that is certainly helping this one. And we also had uh, more deliveries on Tesla vehicles in China over the first quarter. So we are looking at those numbers thinking that, uh, you know, maybe that is going to be a driver of growth going forward. 
And uh, I'm trying to pull up these numbers as to where they were. And uh, let's just take a quick uh, Google search here. We'll, we'll take a look here. But uh, yeah, so 7% is, uh, is definitely no slouch. And, uh, and otherwise, you know, a Tesla stock that's been trending kind of down since we, we peaked uh, probably earlier this month or late last month. But uh, yeah, where are we? We got Tesla deliveries in China. Let's take a look. And uh, yeah, we had 66,000 China built cars in January, which is um, having the, the shipments rise about 18% for that month. Uh, where are we going forward? So that that's definitely a lot of the driver right now in the, the Tesla stock is the fact that uh, China's kind of back online. We're really hoping for that to bring a lot more numbers to the, uh, the first uh, quarter here for Tesla. And we'll, we'll ultimately see what happens. But a lot of people are thinking that they are going to be moving higher than their previously uh, estimated numbers. And that is ultimately driving this one higher. We've got uh, Amazon. They are laying off about 9,000 new workers. And uh, that is certainly going to be a, uh, you know, more pain in that labor market, but they are ultimately doing it to cut costs. And uh, I think that is uh, painful for the, uh, the employees, obviously. But uh, overall, I think a lot of people have really gone and spent too much. Uh, and they really need to streamline a lot of these different businesses in order to really um, kind of tighten things up, as I said, with some of these different banks. But it's kind of the same thing across the board. Now, I'd really like to see the government do the same thing to where we're not just, you know, sending money here, there, everywhere and bailing out all these different, uh, you know, failing businesses just because, you know, someone thinks that we need to, uh, you know, save face and, and look like we're the, the heroes in this story. But um, yeah, then we've got uh, Microsoft, we've got uh, their AI uh, they are now allowing users to create an image with their their upgraded uh, ChatGPT, which is D A L L E Dolly. I'm guessing. I'm not sure how to say it, but uh, yeah, now you can go on there and create an image on Microsoft Bing's platform. So they are kind of taking a leap ahead of Google. Uh, you know, Google actually just uh, opened limited access to their ChatGPT competitor, uh, their AI Bard. So we're trying to see. Who's really going to get the the market share uh, going forward in search, going forward in AI? And uh, right now, it's looking like Microsoft has definitely got a lead. They are gaining uh, users on the on the daily, and it's certainly something to take uh, note of. And when I'm looking at uh, Microsoft, I think we took a look at this one last time, but let's take a look now that we've they're actually down on the day. Which, uh, after having such a uh, remarkable run since uh, probably the where are we where are we on a low march 1st we were at 246 we're currently sitting at 271 so we definitely had a nice run in microsoft we're only down about three tenths of a percent right now we're sitting sitting pretty nice so uh i'm definitely still bullish on both microsoft and google i'm currently thinking that google's got more upside so that is one of the reasons that it is on the investing challenge for this week week 13 i'll get to that in a little bit but uh, yeah, Google's up 3.75% today. So they are definitely uh, more in, in line with what the overall market is doing. Microsoft, like I said, I think they already ran up a lot and people are probably looking at some of the other news headlines thinking that maybe Google's got to jump on them. So maybe they're they're pulling some uh, profits and, and reinvesting in other places. Uh, that's um, 
surface level. I didn't really dive into what's going on with Microsoft on the day other than that headline. But uh, yeah, we've got also got NVIDIA. We've got uh, Jensen Wong, uh, the CEO of NVIDIA, really breaking down the fact that uh, uh, he went on to say with the, the chat GPT chips, he said that there is a new computing platform that has been invented in these uh, in these new chips that they are using to drive AI. Uh, and the uh, this is, he says, the, uh, the iPhone moment of AI uh, has officially started. Uh, the accelerated computing and AI has arrived. So uh, you also got Kathy Wood saying that uh, this is going to be a huge thing for Tesla and robo taxis and full, autonom full autonomy with their vehicles. And uh, NVIDIA is not doing too much today. They are only up about half a percent. But uh, when we look at it year to date, this thing has been on a absolute run. Uh, the 4th of January, we were sitting at 147. We are at $260 on NVIDIA. Uh, I definitely was watching this one. I know I was buying when, when things had dropped. I didn't expect this kind of run, but uh, this one I think was just in that uh, that full class of being oversold, undervalued, and people thinking that it was kind of a dead stock. Similar to uh, to meta in that way. I think that, uh, you know, NVIDIA has a very bright future. I'm not really comparing the two other than the fact to say that they both had an absolute uh, crazy run since, since the beginning of the year. Meta started the year around 124. We're sitting at 200. And uh, we can look at Tesla in that one too. Uh, they have certainly had a, a terrific first part of the year here. And uh, yeah, Tesla, we were down one to about 110, it looks like. We got down to 101 on uh, January 6th, and we're sitting at 195. And uh, I think we've got some more room to run on Tesla as well. So we will certainly see what did that first quarter report brings. Uh, the the 32 analysts that are on E-Trade right now say about 9% uh, of upside on Tesla. Price target of about 212. Uh, I think long term, that is uh, that is low. I think that in, in 12 months, we could certainly be higher than that. I, I have no doubt in my mind that we could certainly be higher than that. But that being said, you know, a, a couple different news stories away from this one also going the other way. It's always a, a, a tough call when you have stocks with such high volatility. But uh, another thing I did want to mention with Tesla was the fact that they uh, just had their uh, credit rating actually raised out of that junk bond territory to uh, Moody's, I believe, gave it a BAA3, which is the uh, the lowest level of investable uh, grade credit. So ultimately, I think that is also driving this news today. I did forget about that. We had the good numbers in China, and we also got that credit rating uh, boost. So that is uh, that is certainly helping the, uh, the stock market today. And uh, Hopefully, we can certainly see some things start to turn around, get some stability in the market, really know where we're going going forward. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll stress it again. We, we really need to have a plan when we're doing this. And I simply don't want to see people really panic when, when you know, a stock goes down or um, you know, something, a black swan event happens to where we're really going to get punished in the market. But uh, that also comes with having a diversified portfolio. You know, if you were in some of these SVB or or SI, if you were in some of these different stocks and you were in a large portion of them, they were ultimately going to get wiped out. And, uh, you know, that is certainly 
catastrophic to your portfolio. So if you take a, a calculated risk on something like uh, like FRC that I just said has 600% of upside and it's only 1% of your portfolio, if it goes down to nothing, I think you're still going to be okay, right? It's going to it's gonna hurt. It's going to sting, but it's not going to be your whole portfolio that gets wiped out. So uh, I've definitely seen some people making crazy options calls on some of these bank stocks. And, uh, you know, a day like today when they're betting for them to go down and you go up 56 plus percent uh, in a given day, you are going to get hurt. So I don't want to see anyone take these massive swings without knowing the risks that are out there. That's why I also want to continue to dollar cost average through the market. Right. Every week I'm buying a little bit more, a little bit more. You know, sometimes I'm going to buy when it's at a peak. Sometimes I'm going to buy when it's at a crazy low. But over time, we're going to get more invested in the market and really watch those uh, those portfolios grow over time. You know, I know there's certainly people that uh, think that, you know, you can time the market. And uh, in, in some ways, you, you probably can. You can certainly, you know, go about buying on down days and, and watching all the trends, watching all the charts. That takes a lot of time. If you've got a full-time job and, and, you know, you've got an active lifestyle, that might be tough. But uh, if you simply continue to buy over time, I think you're going to be better off than uh, simply waiting to have that FOMO that, you know, hey, Tesla ran from 100 to 400. And now I think I want to get in. You know, I think it's still got more room and uh, that ship's kind of already sailed. Right. So definitely uh, make a calculated approach. Find something that works for you. You know, the fact of dollar cost averaging working for most uh, doesn't mean it's going to work for all. I definitely think that if you are, uh, you know, you can be tied to a computer and really watch all the charts and do all the research, uh, you might, you know, have a better success rate than someone else, but uh, definitely find a plan that works for you. Stick to it. Um, similar to what I was saying about Bank of America, I wasn't really planning to buy Bank of America. Uh, I had planned to add uh, to some more bank stocks, probably my other positions, JP Morgan, Citibank. And, uh, you know, Bank of America, with the fact that they had uh, all this money coming in, uh, I had a couple spare dollars to where I thought, you know, I should invest in something like this. We've got the 3% yield and it's not a uh, it might not be a home run, but uh, I think we'll get a double play out of this one. I think it's going to be safe. I think it's something that uh, when I tuck it in my IRA, uh, it's the Warren Buffett of bank stocks, uh, Warren, Warren Buffett's bank stock, I guess that is. And uh, I feel comfortable with this one. So. You know, it wasn't necessarily screaming at me that I had to buy Bank of America, but uh, something, something on that day with the amount of money coming in and everything else said, you got to take a swing at a bank stock. And uh, ultimately, Bank of America got that nod for me last week. So that's what I went ahead and did. It was, uh, like I said, it's not uh, an exact science for me. Sometimes I just see it and uh, it looks like a, a good buy. And I didn't think Bank of America is going bankrupt. So I went ahead and pulled the trigger, right? Uh, but you know, I, at the same time, I'm not uh, not advocating some of these crazy, risky bank stocks right now. Uh, some of the smaller regional ones, but I I do want to see people kind of average in when things look like they are uh, on, on a down day. It, it's definitely a nice to see that uh, I bought it last week. It's up a little bit, right? So take your take your plan, come up with your money, put you know 10% here, 10% over there. 5% in that name and, and build a plan that works for you. And I think you're going to be better off. And, you know, two, five, 10 years time, you'll be grateful that you bought these. So that's what I got on that. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, some more stocks to watch. I forgot to talk about FedEx last week. 
We're going to look at uh, Nike real quick. I know they're going to be reporting later. And uh, I want to see what that means for them, but also for the other retailers out there. So I'll take a, a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to cover those. We're going to cover the investing challenge in those stocks. And uh, ultimately, what I think we can look for going forward and uh, trying to get some stability out there. We'll cover, uh, we'll cover some T-bills too. Those are uh, definitely on the move. So we'll cover all that right when we get back. All right, guys, we are back here. So uh, if you have not yet started an account and you are looking to get one going, I do have links in the description to help get you there. We've got uh, Crypto.com, Binance, uh, Webull, and uh, E-Trade. So if you are looking for an investing account, trading account, retirement account, uh, there are all different options there. And uh, we use Webull for the uh, fractional share investing that we do on the uh, investing challenge. And uh, I use E-Trade for most of my regular investing, crypto.com. And the, uh, the crypto card is definitely nice to be able to spend some of those gains in crypto that we've had recently. So that's what I've got going on with that. Uh, now, when it comes to the FedEx earnings, I meant to talk about this one last time. It slipped my mind. I think I had it written down on the back of the piece of paper and uh, uh, I, I failed you guys on that one. So we're going to go ahead and cover that one right now. Uh, ultimately, FedEx shares uh, were lower than we have seen previously, but uh, the, the actual numbers were better than expected. So we were looking at uh, an EPS of $3.41 for the quarter, and that was in excess, uh, far in excess of what we were actually expecting, which was $2.73. So overall, FedEx was really looking to cut some costs. We saw that uh, capital expenditures are going to be trending lower as a percentage of sales. And uh, er everything was showing that uh, you know it was better than expected. So their uh, the cost cutting efforts are paying off. The fact that they are uh, trying to trim where they can still have a, a very you know streamlined business and, and overall be successful. Uh, I believe they were up about eight percent on the day when uh, they actually reported. So year to date, we went from about uh, one uh, one eighty one start of the year. We were down to one forty one uh, late September of twenty two, and now we're sitting around two nineteen. So we've definitely uh, had a nice run higher. And, uh, you know, the fact that shipping is strong shows that other parts of uh, the economy are still strong. So that is definitely uh, another factor that kind of gives us a little bit of insight into what else is going on out there. If they've got good sales, they're making more than they expected. Ultimately, that the, means the economy is spending more because, you know, you got to buy stuff to have it shipped. So uh, the fact that we've got uh, about 11.5% upside on this one. It might not be a screaming buy now for me, but uh, overall, I do like these shipping stocks, FedEx, UPS, uh, some of the other ones as well. And uh, we do have some some buy targets on these for uh, between 235 and 267 uh, that I'm seeing in the past, uh, this past Friday, actually. So those are definitely uh, nice to see that we've got some upside from where we are and uh, nice to have that kind of confidence in uh you know, in the, in the economy, in the market. Uh, so going forward, I, I guess that kind of leads us into Nike, right? We're looking at Nike. We're, we're definitely seeing uh, one of the big, big problems with Nike was the inventory levels. It increased about, I think, 43% this past quarter. And uh, we're, we're definitely curious to see what happens with this one after closing today. 
Um, you know, we, we definitely had a rally though. So it's hard to say that uh, we're going to rally higher from here, but uh, I'm definitely looking for that inventory on hand to come down. Uh, I think a lot of their sales are going to increase, but they're also going to be at a discount. They were trying to get rid of product. And uh, ultimately, we're going to see what that does for the stock. Uh, we are sitting at 124.27. Uh, we're back in October, we were down at 82.22. So we've rallied about 50% since October. But uh, yeah, we peaked out at like uh, 129, I'm seeing. And uh, it's looking like we've we've come down, uh, like I said, to about 124 earlier than uh, today. Uh, you know, on March 13th, we were sitting at 116. So I think that was a decline of about 11% peak the trough over the short term, which uh, now has since rallied with some of the different stuff going on in the market today. But um, I really don't know what to think about this one. As I said, you know, that, that inventory level, I really want to see that come down. I want to see uh, not having so much inventory on hand for Nike that they have to discount in order to get these items sold. But, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different things at uh, on hand, really. So uh, this article here says sales are likely to rise. Earnings are expected to fall. And uh, like I said, they, they're going to have to sell more. But uh, being at a discount, they're not going to earn as much on that those sales. So hopefully that'll get some of that inventory off the books. Hopefully they won't just have so much sitting to where they got to sell it cheap to get rid of it. And uh, hopefully there's enough demand that, you know, it'll show us if we uh, are some of our other investments, maybe, you know, Target, Walmart, we saw those inventory levels crazy. Uh, if those inventory levels are starting to come back in line, we've got a good product mix that people actually want to buy what the, the retailers are selling and the consumer is still strong. I think we will see other retail stocks have some pin action to where if Nike goes up and they get their levels under control, ultimately we're going to think some of these other, uh, you know, powerhouse retailers, you know, the Walmarts, the Targets are going to be able to do the same. They can get those uh, costs back in order. They can get those sales up and ultimately get things back online. You know, we might be entering a recession. We saw some of these, these T-bills kind of going crazy. Uh, I did mention about those. Uh, let's take a look at what the that spread is doing here. I will look over on E-Trade and uh, where are we? Let's go to US markets and take a look. We've got uh, the 10-year T-note about 3.57%. We've got uh, the three-month T-bell at 4.79%. So that is, uh, that is increasing today. Um, so overall, when these yields are increasing, the, uh, the price of them is actually dropping. So uh, we are at, um, 35.85 on the 10 year. And, uh, I'm not seeing the yield on that, on this sheet, but we are definitely watching those to see, uh, if we're going to be entering a recession, people are watching for, uh, the demand to, uh, you know, kind of stop and see where this money is going to go to, which ultimately leads me over to Bitcoin and crypto. And uh, we, we were looking at uh, those Bitcoin prices really rising rapidly. And uh, one of the things here that I was reading was the former CTO of uh, what was it? I think it was Coinbase. Yeah. Balaji Srinivasan. I'm going to botch that one. I guarantee it. But uh, he's calling for Bitcoin to skyrocket to a million dollars per coin by June 17th. 
And uh, this is, in my opinion, complete hopium. I, I can't see this happening at all. But, um, you know, he's uh, uh, entered a bet with two individuals saying that, uh, you know, they paid up about $1 million each uh, to see if this would actually happen. And uh, the two would receive $1 million in circles, USDC stablecoin, uh, if he was wrong. So I, I don't see this happening. This is this is completely uh, a long shot. And I think it's really just to push people into another coin, really uh, incite that fear, throw out some pocket change to these people. But um, that would increase the value of Bitcoin to around $19.3 trillion. From about five hundred forty-nine billion dollars today, uh, this article is, might be a couple days old, so those numbers might not be exact. But um, and, and overall, the the U.S. stock market is forty point five trillion dollars. So you're expecting about half of the value of the the stock market to be what uh, Bitcoin is valued at. Now I, I cannot see that in the least. I know we've talked about prices going, uh, you know to $100,000 a coin last year. A lot of people were calling for that. I can certainly see that. That that's at least uh, you know, a 4x play. I can I can wrap my head around that one. But the fact that he is trying to call for Bitcoin to be half the value of the stock market is just insane to me. But um that being said, it is uh the the crypto space is increasing and I don't think it's on this news. I think it's a lot to do with what's going on in the banking sector, people pulling their money out, going to Bitcoin or going to a crypto. So where you can, you know, store your own currency and have your own, uh, your own bank at your disposal. So, uh, when I'm looking at, um, Bitcoin, let's take a look. I know we, we got over 28,000 and we are currently sitting at 27, seven, but, um, on the six month, that brings Bitcoin's, uh, percentage of gain to 47.85%. Over the three month, we are up 67.7%. And uh, Ethereum hasn't been performing as well, but it's still performing pretty strong. Uh, I think Bitcoin was was classified as the best investment of the year so far, um, which I don't know if the, how that they're actually gauging that because other stocks have done better. But uh, maybe against the NASDAQ or something like that. I'm not sure what those those overall numbers are, but... Ethereum, 36.5% up over six months. Three month is up 48.5%. So definitely a nice run for both coins. And, uh, you know, when I was looking to buy this one uh, about a week and a half ago at this point at, uh, you know, 19.9 and I couldn't get all my money in, it kind of infuriates me just a little bit that uh, I could not buy more at uh, sub 20,000. But um, it is nice knowing that I already had a good amount in Bitcoin and Ethereum. So it is nice to see these accounts finally going back up. And uh, again, one of those reasons where I really say dollar cost average when you can and, and really try to play the long term game and not necessarily, you know, go all in at once. Because if I did at uh, 19,000 and it went down to 12,000, I would have been uh, equally as upset. So uh, this was just a small nibble for me that I was looking to add to sub 20,000. And uh, ultimately, I got a little bit uh, of purchasing in, but uh, not uh, as much as I'd like to with all the USDC lockups and things like that. So that is what's going on there. Now, going over to the investing challenge, I did go ahead and buy uh, Iron Mountain ticker IRM for week 12 yesterday. 
Uh, and I just went ahead and bought five shares because it was uh, what 40 at 4080, I believe, when I bought it, uh, which would have taken it to like 20, I believe it was. So uh, instead of buying, you know, multiple orders, I just went ahead and spent the extra three bucks this week. So that uh, is what I've got going on on that front. We are up on the uh, the investing challenge portfolio about 1.1%. So we are down over the past 15 months, only 7%. So it's nice to see this one come up today. Um, and uh, that really leads us into where we are looking next. So uh, for week 13, I talked about this one a little bit more in depth on uh, Monday's show. And uh, we're looking at five different names. That is kind of the, the name of the game around here and uh, trying to figure out what we should be buying next. So get over to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook and ultimately get your vote in for one of these five names. And uh, this week, we've got uh, some, some different thoughts. Well, first up, we had Bank of America, ticker is BAC. And uh, I kind of already talked about that one. I know I talked about it last time. Quick recap, though, with the amount of money that they have coming in, I think it should continue to do well. The fact that the uh, the government wants to go ahead and backstop more accounts, uh, I do believe that the the regionals stand to do a little bit better in the short term. But uh, Bank of America should certainly be a nice, safe uh, stock to get into. We've currently got about three point one seven percent of dividend yield and uh, a PE of about eight point seven three. So the beta is a one, so it's uh, right on par with what the S and P five hundred does as far as volatility. So when we were looking at FRC earlier, was, I believe, a 2.2. So a lot more risky on a stock like FRC versus Bank of America. So uh, a little bit more safety, a little bit more volatility. Yes, the dividend's lower. Yes, the PE is higher currently, but uh, a lot more safety out of a name like Bank of America for me. Because even if the uh, government does go ahead and backstop a company like FRC, they are still going to be um, a riskier bank from the standpoint of the way that they were lending, the fact that now they have a $30, uh, $30 billion lifeline that uh, got funded to them. I think they're going to have more oversight, but ultimately, um, I still believe that uh, Bank of America is going to be a safer, more solid play for the long term and uh, one that I think you can buy at a low and feel comfortable knowing that you're going to uh, you're going to be able to sleep well at night buying a stock like Bank of America compared to some of these small, risky regional banks. And I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing more and more reason to put your money into some of these smaller banks. Yes, there might be a little bit more yield, but uh, other than that, uh, that personalized service, uh, I don't really know what some of them offer to you other than, compared to some of these other banks, really. Uh, yeah, you might get a, a handshake and a smile when you walk in, but uh, if your money's not there, I don't really, it really doesn't bother me to to deal with them versus dealing with someone that uh, I feel safer with my money being invested at that particular institution. So um, I got to think that a lot of people agree with that. Uh, I definitely like having the the customer service and someone you can you know pick up and call and dial. Uh, I had a fraudulent charge at Bank of America. And uh, I called them and it was handled within 15 minutes. So I'm not really too sure of what you're getting at some of these smaller banks. Uh, maybe a little bit more yield, but uh, if they have to farm for that yield and do some risky stuff to get you an extra 1%, I'd rather have my money in the stock market and uh, have my deposits at the bank be safer. So that's, uh, that's number one. That's why and uh, kind of where I'm coming from on some of the regional banks. 
but uh, definitely think that uh, some of them are, are nice and, and, and safe, but some of them we've seen that are just far too risky in the way that they're getting the extra little bit of yield. I, I can't see that it's worth it. So that's what I got there. Number two, we uh, we alluded to this one earlier too in the, the um, Microsoft versus Google. And I still think that Google's got a little bit more upside to go right now. So I am picking Google for number two on week 13 or Alphabet. Uh, the ticker is G-O-O-G-L or G-O-O-G. But for this one, we are looking at G-O-O-G-L. So 23.8% of upside. And uh, I still think that we are going to have a lot of people that are uh, not really paying attention to some of these names. They were a little bit oversold. They haven't really come back online yet with the names like uh, NVIDIA, Tesla, uh, or even Microsoft. So I think that we're going to get uh, the resurgence in, in uh, advertisements by the end of the year. And the fact that some of these numbers and the revenue should be increasing over the next uh, you know, really 12 to 18 months kind of get back online to where they were. Uh, I think that we can buy this one through some weakness and know that things are going to turn around. Uh, so that's number two, Google. Uh, now, number three, with uh, some of the pro projections on uh, rate cuts by the end of the year, yes, we're probably going to see that 25 basis point hike from the Fed uh, on Wednesday, which you guys will get this one after the Fed already comes out. So we'll know if we get zero or 25 basis points by now. But um, with the uh, the potential for these rate cuts by the end of the year, I'm looking at Home Depot. Now, uh, I think that some of the home builders should be able to be purchased also. But uh, when I'm looking at Home Depot, I'm looking for the people that are going to be remodeling, uh, the people that are going to be building some of these new homes. They will be a supplier to some of those uh, those builds. And uh, I think with rates coming down, you're going to get some people doing some cash out refis. You're going to get some people doing a line of credit against the house that they purchased and uh, people refinancing into lower rates should that start happening. And uh, you're going to see a little bit more uh, need for people to, to or more demand for people to look to uh, remodel their homes. So I'm thinking of that the Home Depot could be uh, in, the, in the spot to really benefit from some of these rates coming down. We're currently at 287. We got about 16% uh, upside for average price target of 333. And uh, it's just a stock that has done well for quite some time. They got great uh, dividend uh, yield and dividend raises, which is a little bit more important to me with the stock price that is actually increasing. So only 2.89% yield, but um, they keep this dividend growing with the stock price. So it's, it's one that I think uh, should do well going forward. And uh, like I said, it has come down from a high of 347 in December, and we're sitting at 287. I think we got uh, some room to go back up as rates come down, and uh, we got more demand for building. Uh, so that is number three, HD Home Depot. Number four, we had uh, oil prices, the, the crude prices come down. And uh, I don't know that that's going to stay down forever as well, as we got more demand for more building. Uh, those those vehicles run on oil and gas and, uh, you know, and the houses are going to be running on natural gas and things like that. So when you look at some of these oil suppliers, uh, this one being Chevron, ticker CVX, uh, I think that there's going to be more demand as things kind of start heating back up in the way of more uh, building, more demand, more people getting out and about. And uh, this one with the, the crude prices dropping to low 70s or upper 60s. Uh, has slowed down as far as the stock price. 
But uh, we could definitely see this one kind of rebound as those numbers creep back up in in the way of demand and everything else going on out there. So we're at a PE of 8.4. The beta is uh, pretty low at a 0.8. Quarterly dividend yield of about uh, right under 4%. Uh, analyst research on this one. What do we got? About uh, close to about 20% of upside from where we are currently uh, for an average price target of about 189.40. So uh, number four, Chevron, CVX. Uh, you're getting a large blue chip oil company. A bit of a discount to where it's been trading uh, for the past uh, year or so. And uh, definitely some reasons as to why it's come down. But I don't think that it's going to be long lasting. The fact that we're getting 4% of yield out of Chevron should also uh, help us kind of bolster our, our portfolio, have a little bit of safety, have a good amount of upside. And uh, again, this is a, a stock that uh, I think you can be very comfortable sleeping at night knowing that uh, you've got any of the stocks that are on this list in your portfolio this week. Uh, so number five, and this one is Apple. Let's just get right into it. It's ticker AAPL. Now, I don't really think that uh, Apple is going to have a, a crazy run here. We're sitting at 158.60. Analyst research gets us to about, uh, where are we? One, 170. So we got about 7.29% of upside when it comes to Apple, according to uh, 31 different analysts over the past few months here. So these are 12 month price targets. So they've got, uh, you know, not a whole lot of room to run according to these analysts. But the reason that I have Apple on the, uh, the list for this week is really for amount of safety. I talked last week about the fact that uh, some of these stocks that are uh, in that tech space have really become tech, large cap consumer staples. Uh, the fact that Apple has so much cash on the balance sheet, they have options uh, as far as you know what they could buy, what they can invest in, and a lot of different ways to make money. And I really believe that uh, Apple, Google, Microsoft have become the tech consumer staples to where people have to have these, uh, these items, these companies uh, in their daily lives, or they don't know how to function. So I believe that uh, you know Apple might not be the the stock that's going to really you know launch higher from here, but uh, I believe that they are going to be very safe from this point. Uh, I don't really think that we got too much downside. I think a lot of that is already kind of you know this one's pretty much priced to perfection is really what I'm getting at. So if you want something that uh, potentially when the the things all settle out and uh, start to move higher, I think Apple is going to be there. And I think that they're going to continue to to fire on all cylinders going forward and be able to do some some different plays in order to get. Let's see, I said Google. Now my phone's listening to me, so I got to turn that off. Uh, now we've got uh, yeah a, a company that is going to really operate well going forward, and you know, it, it, like I said, it's not uh, going to be a, a rocket ship higher from here that some of them are going to be, but uh, it is a great company at a fair value. And I think that uh, it's going to be recession proof in a lot of different ways um, from the the iPhone, from the the app store, from everything else that they got, all the services, the, uh, the TV, all of that. I, I think they've got a lot of loyal followers and they're going to keep generating a lot of cash. So 
Um, that's the five I got for you guys this week. We've got, uh, let's recap, Bank of America, BAC, Google, Alphabet, G-O-O-G-L, Home Depot, uh, HD, Chevron, CVX, and Apple, A-A-P-L. So please get over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. There is a link in the description if you are not currently following along over there. I'm going to try to update uh, as far as what the Fed's doing and uh, some earnings from Nike because we're talking about it. And uh, really see what that means for the consumer, what that means for retail. And uh, yeah, follow along over there. And uh, if you got questions, feel free to ask. If you've got uh, comments, feel free to leave those as well. And uh, yeah, that's what I got for you guys today. So hopefully that uh, gives you a little bit more clarity as to what's going on out there, what we can expect going forward, uh, some different names that I think should be safe through uh, somewhat of a downturn and uh, could really give us some upside if things start to really turn around. We get some of these rate cuts. We get some clarity on the banks. And uh, that's what we're seeing today. Clarity on the banks, and they're all uh, taken off. So that's what I got. One one last check while, while we're here is going to be the XLF, which is the, the financial sector spider. And uh, yeah, that is up about 2.28% today. So even that could be a good way to get into some different bank stocks, get the whole uh, financial uh, sector all in one name, go to an ETF. So if you think that the the whole bank sector has been oversold, you could simply buy something like this to try to capitalize on that. But uh, yeah, get that plan together, get those pencils sharpened, be ready to make some moves and dollar cost average your way into the market. So that's what I got for you guys today. Thank you for stopping by and I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.